This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. City public schools are bracing for a record influx of new migrant students. It's Thursday, August 31st, and this is your New York Daily News. Today's forecast in New York City calls for partly cloudy skies with a high near 77 and a low near 61. Before today's top story, Madison Square Garden has spent about $500,000 lobbying in New York City over the past two years as it pursues a new operating permit for its location atop Penn Station, according to city records, even as results have come up short of the arena's expectations. MSG, sometimes called the Mecca of Basketball, may not quite be the Mecca of lobbying. It did not rank as one of the top 10 lobbying spenders in New York City last year, according to to the city clerk's office. But MSG Entertainment's lobbying over the last 20 months was still significant, and targeted officials spanning the city council, the mayor's office, and the Manhattan Borough President's office, according to the city clerk's office. MSG Entertainment, which also owns Radio City Music Hall, the Beacon Theater, and the Chicago Theater, generated roughly $850 million in revenue in the 2023 fiscal year. It projects its revenue to reach $900 million in the next fiscal year. This is on top of a yearly $43 million tax break it's received since 1982. And New York's already slow legal cannabis rollout has been stopped cold by an upstate judge in a case with sweeping implications for the fledgling weed industry. Albany Supreme Court Judge Kevin Bryant had initially given 23 cannabis shops the go-ahead to open in an exemption to an injunction that has placed a pause on the opening of new dispensaries. But Bryant reversed his decision after ruling that the state's Office of Cannabis Management failed to comply with the court. This is the latest twist in the state's sluggish rollout of legal dispensaries. Lawyers and advocates worry it also marks the beginning of a potential death spiral for the program, which aims to prioritize social justice goals by doling out licenses first to those impacted by the war on drugs and their families. About two dozen legal dispensaries are currently open across the entire state, while several hundred licenses have been issued to dispensaries waiting to open. Find these stories and more right now at nydailynews.com. Local public schools are preparing for a record number of migrant students, many of whom do not speak English and faced traumatic experiences in their home countries and on their journeys to the United States when classes resume next week. Roughly 19,000 newly arrived children in need of language and mental health services, including 500 students who arrived over the summer, have enrolled so far in city schools. The number could be an undercount, as most shelter-based education staff work 10-month schedules that exclude the summer. Last year, an estimated 1,400 asylum-seeking kids showed up for the first day of school. The Education Department does not ask families their immigration status and relies on the number of new students in temporary housing enrolling since last summer as a proxy. 
we're going to do everything that we possibly can do to provide as great a level of support as we can, school's chancellor David Banks said Wednesday at a migrant briefing. School placements are taking a week to process, with the first day of classes about the same time away. Some employees having the summer off poses a challenge to that abbreviated time frame. Melissa Aviles-Ramos, the chancellor's chief of staff who leads the department's work related to asylum seekers, said, We are very confident that the students will be enrolled and schools will be ready by September 7th. It remains to be seen whether the public school system can recruit enough bilingual teachers and other staff, such as Spanish-speaking social workers, to meet a rapidly growing population of migrant students. When school reopens, the city will have roughly 3,400 teachers licensed to teach English as a new language and 1,700 certified bilingual teachers in Spanish on payroll, officials said. Those staffing levels are unlikely to remove the needle for administrators who were already struggling to meet new language needs. Last fall, there were 3,606 English-as-a-second-language teachers and 1,640 Spanish bilingual teachers, according to an analysis by the Independent Budget Office. At the time, under half of schools with at least a handful of migrant students on their registers had one or more bilingual teachers of any language, the report showed. Banks tease that plans to ramp up recruitment are underway, but not ready to be announced. For the first time this year, the city is sending an additional $90 million through its primary education funding formula to schools that enroll students in temporary housing, including migrants, and high concentrations of children in poverty or learning English. Banks said the department will coordinate with principals and superintendents as the year progresses and disperse more funds if needed. This is part of the challenge that we have. Students are continuing to come, said Banks. If we use last year as a baseline, we're talking about thousands more young people, but I could not give you more of an estimate than that. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit nydailynews.com and follow us on social media at nydailynews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.